Welcome to Hope Through Hard Stuff, a podcast from Winning at Home. Please welcome your host, speaker, and award-winning author, Steve Norman. Well, welcome back to Hope Through Hard Stuff. It is my great honor to have as my conversation partner today, Dr. Karen Pearson, the CEO of Kids Hope. Karen, tell people, what is Kids Hope? What do you do and why does it matter? Thank you, Steve, for having me today and for this opportunity to talk a little bit about mentoring. Kids Hope USA is an organization that has really invited Christ followers from churches to invest in the lives of children in their neighborhoods. So for 25 years, almost 30 years now, we have helped churches mobilize volunteers within their congregations. So a church mobilizes volunteers and those volunteers decide to spend one hour a week with just one child in that neighborhood elementary school. And those children and those mentors then over the course of an academic year, and in many cases, multiple academic years, form a relationship that can really change the lives of both the young student and the mentor. And it's, um, yeah, January is National Mentoring Month, so it is a wonderful opportunity to highlight these life-changing ways in which forming a friendship and forming a a partnership can can really be beneficial to both the mentor and the student. So Karen, what what does it look like if if somebody were to sign up to be a mentor in, you know, the late summer, right before the school year starts, what's the process? What, What can they expect? Yeah, chances are that that volunteer might hear from someone in their church who is is a Kids Hope USA church, and that church is partnered with one or more elementary schools right in their neighborhood. And the pastor or maybe the program director might put something in the bulletin, might say something in a church service to invite new mentors to step up and uh, volunteer for an hour a week. So that mentor would likely connect with that director and express interest. And there is a screening process and a training process for our mentors. But should that all work out, the mentor would be met with a young person at an elementary or in some cases a middle school right in their neighborhood. And that mentor would drive to the school, park their car, you know, get out, go into the school, And in most cases, meet the child right there in the classroom, and they would go find a quiet place in the building to spend an hour together. And it could be the library, could be the lunchroom, could be wherever you can can find. And uh, I go every week on Tuesdays to meet with my student, who's now a second grader. We sit at a table kind of off at the corner. We usually play a game. We usually read a book. We usually, sometimes we get a list of spelling words or maybe a list of uh, math work to do. We oftentimes share a snack. We talk, maybe we do a craft. I mean, there's a lot of different things that um, my student and I like to do, but it really is week after week, faithfully showing up to build a relationship and encourage that little person. Karen, if it's church-based, there are people of faith who are people who are Christ followers who are offering to be mentors, but a lot of the partners are, are, is it 100% public schools that you're working with, or is it the majority of them public schools? 
vast majority, like 98% of our partner schools are public elementary and middle schools. Yep. Okay. And so just out of curiosity, where is the line of kind of demarcation for what things are appropriate or what things are allowed from a spiritual conversation capacity for, for mentors? How do they not be you know shy about their faith, but how do they honor the the systems and the protocols that schools have in place at the same time? Absolutely. Yep. It is really, really important that our mentors understand this exact exact issue. And we promise schools that our volunteers, the, the members that come to their schools to build a relationship, will strictly adhere to the separation of church and state as they build the relationship with that student. We're not shy about the fact that the, that the volunteers are coming from a partner church, and that is on the permission slip that students and, and families, of course, see and need to sign. We say to a mentor, you can shine the light of Christ into that school and into your relationship with your student in so many ways that don't necessarily require words. We know God is working in those schools. We know that that these people are serving, motivated by their faith and by their, their love and the value that they see in these children as God's children. Um, but we have to be trustworthy and we have to adhere to the rules that the Department of Education has put in place. So we don't evangelize. Um, you know, you're not praying with the student. You're not reading the scriptures with the student. You're building a, a relationship. I'll share a quick story with you, though, Steve. I just think this is so beautiful. We have a partner church down in, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Turns out that a number of college students served through that church. A college student who was a senior at the time. So this senior who's going to graduate and may not be in the area was partnered with a fifth grader. So someone who was just finishing up their elementary um, school years because they thought they might only have one year together. And this mentor just loved this girl. And this girl was about to transition to middle school. And so they oftentimes talked about that transition from elementary school up to middle school. And the girl would ask for advice. And the mentor reflected that she was able to literally speak the words that Christ would want this young girl to hear. Mm. Things about how you're valued how you're beautiful, how you can make good choices, how you can do your very best, how you can be kind to make new friends. All these messages that she, this mentor really truly felt she was speaking the words of Christ to this young fifth grader, even though she wasn't actually using scriptural references. And that's the way I think our mentors, they do feel like they are showing up on behalf of Christ and, and Christ's love and talking about the value of these children, potential of these children as they move through the challenges in their lives. I, I, I'm so encouraged to hear you say that, Karen. Recently in my own time, I've been reading through the book of Ezekiel. And just yesterday, God says to Ezekiel, he goes, um, yeah, I have a message that I want you to speak. The, there are words that matter. He goes, but I want you to understand that you you are the message. Your life is the message. Your posture is the message. And so I think that I, it's so encouraging to hear you say this, that there are, there are literally thousands of Kids Hope mentors across the United States who aren't, aren't maybe reading a, a Bible script to kids, but are being the very words of life and hope and truth. As, as we walk with Christ, we can't help but reflect Christ in everything that we say, even if there our verbiage isn't officially spiritual as it were. Yeah, you're so right. I think, I think that powerful 
uh, building a relationship and modeling things and the, the way that we listen to each other, the way we affirm each other, the way in some ways we do challenge each other. And as you build a relationship over time, there are opportunities to speak truth and ask questions. Um, but you do that in the school building with that loving posture that doesn't explicitly reference faith. I will just want to add that many of our churches do have an opportunity several times a year to invite the students and their families, parents, guardians, grandparents, to come to the church for some sort of a celebration. It could be, uh, you know, a dinner, maybe a Christmas party, maybe, um, you know, a party at the end of the year, maybe an ice cream social. And that gives them an opportunity to be more explicitly connected to the church and be invitational to that church congregation and that church fellowship. Sure. Karen, you, you've seen a lot of people say, you know, I want to get into mentoring so I can be a gift to a kid. And then oftentimes God in his infinite sense of humor will flip the script and they'll, you know, a lot of times we find out that mentors are receiving infinitely more than they thought that they were giving. Can, do you have any examples of, of mentors who just really were really surprised at how God's grace stretched them or, or grew them or matured them over the course of their mentoring experience? Absolutely. Um, thank you for mentioning that because I think um, many of our mentors may think that, you know, they're going to to serve and they are going to serve. Don't get me wrong. And we really appreciate that. But we have heard mentors who, even after just a few weeks of mentoring, will say, wow, this is the most important hour of my week. I get to go spend an hour with a, a young person. It can be things like play and fun and the joy of curiosity and discovery. It can also be, as you just say, whose questions, maybe somebody whose experiences are significantly different from their own. And that can be challenging and stretching as well. I'm reminded of what one young boy said once when asked about Kids of USA. He said, well, that's where older people go when they need a friend. <laughs> Kids of USA one. And it's a beautiful picture, right? He didn't yeah. think that, 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 you know, that this mentor was, I mean, he knew the mentor was coming for, for him, but he also recognized that there was an element of friendship there. And, and um, that's a beautiful recognition of how it works both ways. Karen, talk about the that that older people thing because you had said that there are, are seniors and there are college students who do it, and then there are empty nesters and people who are in the maybe the second season of their life where they've got a little bit more flexibility. What is it about somebody who is a little bit more seasoned in life, who's got a flexible schedule, that makes them an, an ideal candidate for Kids Hope USA? Thank you for mentioning that. We have mentors all ages, and it's great when. A college student and a young person, a near peer can can mentor that's got its own um, pluses. And then, of course, it's also wonderful when you have people with that experience and people with that um, lifetime of of wisdom that that can go and love a child, too. And so I do think that there's something really special about an older friend, someone who's maybe a bit more gentle, maybe somebody who listens differently, maybe somebody who can encourage differently into the life of a child. There often is a very special bond between a very young child, you know, an elementary age child and sort of a grandparent figure. 
Um, and we, we have a lot of mentors who are excited to spend an hour in an elementary school, a place where maybe they have not been for many, many years. And that's another advantage, uh, Steve, that I think when you say, how is it that our mentors' lives are changed? It's often the case that they have not been inside an elementary school in a very long time. They see the school from the inside out, right? They're meeting the teachers. They're seeing the classrooms. They're sitting in a library. They're seeing uh, the lunchroom. And I truly believe that that also has a way of, of softening the hearts of some of our mentors to the challenges inside today's public schools. And now we have a whole new set of advocates for the teachers and the families and the, the staff and the and the um, students inside that elementary building. And that's always great to, to see as well. Karen, what can a mentor bring to a child's experience that a, that a teacher or a parent can't? What role does a mentor play in rounding out a child's support network that, that is unique, what the mentor can offer? Yeah. Thank you for, for asking that question. It's really important that your listeners hear me affirm the good work that our teachers are doing and the incredible investment that parents and guardians and are, are making in the lives of, of the young children who they love. Um, but teachers do tell us that they don't have enough one-on-one time with the students in their classes who really need that extra support. Sometimes okay. it's academically, but sometimes it's also socially, emotionally, behaviorally. And that mentor truly is there just for that one child. So when we say one-on-one, we really need one-on-one. You're sitting at a table playing a game or reading a story or having a conversation, and it is truly one-on-one time. Okay. And uh, that, that I think, is both from the teacher's standpoint and in some cases from parents and families. If there are multiple kids in the house, people have multiple jobs, you know, there, there's a lot going on in families. And <laughs> it's interesting, I, even just to reflect on my own children, how often do I actually have a full hour to spend with my child one-on-one, um, even in, in the bits, midst of a busy season? That mentor can offer the encouragement, the support, the listening ear, faithful encouragement week after week, sitting down one-on-one that doesn't happen very often with a busy teacher or in some cases, busy families. That's great. Karen, some people might not know about kind of a unique relationship that Winning at Home and Kids Hope USA have together. So for some of our listeners who know more about Winning at home, they do about Kids Hope USA. Talk talk about where you see our our areas of impact overlapping, and and how Winning at Home and Kids Hope USA have been able to collaborate together on some things. Yes, Winning at Home is just a really valued partner for Kids Hope USA, um, and has been now for gosh, I think it's close to fifteen years. So, um, Winning at Home, your your team has real expertise when it comes to you know, some of the the really critical issues that children are facing in their lives. And there's no question that occasionally we have a mentor or a director that encounters a situation with a child that they could really use the expertise of of a counselor, therapist, psychologist, and so on. In that case, 
our mentors and directors can reach out to Dr. Emily DeYoung and Elise Zuber and others on your team and get some professional expert counseling on that particular situation. And it happens oftentimes, many times a month, that someone from this extended Kids Hope USA network reaches out for some extra support and expertise. And it's been a really valuable partnership for our directors and, and mentors. Well, I don't want to speak for Dr. Emily and Elise, but they they love the time that they get to spend with the Kids Hope USA team and, and are really, I think, really pleased and delighted to be able to share whatever expertise they have with, with both your staff and your volunteers who are doing such great work on a week-in and week-out basis. I also want our listeners to know that particularly Dr. Emily and Elise offer kind of ongoing learnings, right? We do webinars. We've done some some opportunities for them to speak to our entire network. Just some tips. You know, how do we build those relationships? How might you interact with children who've experienced trauma, for instance? And anyway, so my point is, in addition to the consultations, they've often recorded and hosted webinars and other learning opportunities. And we've got those all on our website. So our mentors and directors can tune in and and review those. Karen, there's been a lot of debate about public schools and how public schools should be run and the work that people are doing in here. And I I think that there's vigorous debate and some of it is uh, helpful and some of it is not, but let's just, let's ask this question. Where, where do you see God at work in, in our public schools these days? Well, I see God at work in lots of different ways. Let me first speak to the quality that I see in most um, of the professional educators, the the teachers, the counselors, the, the administrative staff. These people care deeply about the, the, the children and the learning and, and really the whole person. I mean, it is, of course, about the learning, but it's also developing the character and developing the whole sense of the young person. I think where Kids Hope USA can play just a really exciting and important role is, as I said before, coming alongside and offering additional one-on-one support with a little bit of guidance from the teacher or the counselor or others in that school setting. My teacher, for instance, occasionally just fills me in on some of the things that may be happening with my student and allows me to better tailor our time together to ask those questions or maybe engage in some of the ways that I can support the learning outcomes and the character development outcomes that the teacher is wanting for for that student as well. And I see God absolutely in the midst of that. I think this is a way for our churches and people in that very neighborhood. Steve, you know this. People oftentimes drive by the school two or three times each day in their neighborhood, but they may not have yet been invited into that school community. And that's what Kids Hope USA does. It says, I get that you're driving by, maybe on your way to church, on your way to work, on your way to the grocery store, but this school working through your church, this is an opportunity to be invited inside the school to make a difference in the life of one child. Our mentors, they love actually going into the schools and seeing what's happening there and and feeling like they're adding to that rich tapestry that's being woven inside that building and on the playground and all the rest. That's great. Karen, talk about why it's important for churches to be a a kind of a beachhead partner, a coalescing partner, a mobilizing for volunteers partner, instead of just Kids Hope USA directly recruiting volunteers from any given neighborhood around a school. Why is, why is that church connection important? 
Yeah, the church and school connection is has been really the, I would say, you know, the most important and very simple way that Kids Hope USA, our model is built. Because truly, Steve, the church and the school form an independent partnership. Kids Hope USA as an organization is a very modest sized organization. Because what we do is we invite churches to form that independent partnership with their neighborhood school or neighborhood schools. And they then can tailor the needs of that mentoring and the, the, the needs of those children in the school to, to, to exactly that, to those needs and to that neighborhood. So they use our, all of our churches use our model. Um, and it's a pretty simple model, but the strength comes in the, you know, what's happening in Wausau, Wisconsin, or what's happening outside of Chicago, or what's happening down in the Houston area, in that particular neighborhood between those volunteers in that church and the children in that school. And that kind of, you know, general framework, then allowing those mentors and students to you know, really meet the needs of that community, that neighborhood, I think really helps the, the church have an, an even greater impact. That's great. Karen, any other additional, before we wrap up our time, any other additional stories or, or thoughts or encouragement that you have for, for mentors who uh, might either already be doing the work or thinking about doing the work? Yeah. I want to say a huge thank you to the network of Kids Hope USA volunteers. It is a rich, important network. So thank you to those who are already serving as volunteer mentors, prayer partners, directors uh, throughout this network. But I also want to encourage your listeners if you think, wow, I might want to explore um, a Kids Hope USA partnership at my church or, you know, your church, if, you, if your church is a Kids Hope USA partner, go get some more information about the needs at your partner school. And if your church is not a Kids Hope USA partner, you could visit kidshopeusa.org and get some additional information. I want to share um, a, a, a story with you, Steve, as we close just about the fact that these mentoring relationships um, happen each week for one hour during the school day right here in fall of, of uh, in January of 2023. Hear me when I say that the relationships that are built often have a much longer influence in people's lives. And just a few weeks ago, we got a story uh, from a director who wanted to pass this along to us just as a yet another uh, example of how God uses these relationships, maybe even years out uh, from the actual mentoring time. So very briefly, I'll just share that we heard from a program. The, the director shared with us that a member of the family, sort of the elder statesman, the grandfather figure of this family recently passed away. That man was sort of the grandpa of four essentially grandchildren or grandchildren-like boys who were now in high school. And all of them had had uh, Kids Hope USA mentors as young people in the neighborhood elementary school. And that director reached out to those mentors, and those mentors showed up to the visitation and the funeral of this grandfather figure to reconnect with those young men, wanting to show up at a time when it might be sad, maybe at a time when they were reflecting, when they were connecting with others and show up to say, I am here for you. Mm. And this director was just um, expressing how tickled 
these young men were that their mentors came back. It was just a genuine sense of, I remember meeting with you and I remember the fun we had. And thank you for coming and being part of essentially kind of a sad, but in some ways kind of a mile marker in my young life and uh, remembering that. So these relationships often carry on far beyond just the few years you may spend together in elementary school. What a powerful story. And what a great reminder that God speaks to us in our time of need through community. And one of the ways that we can engage in community, one of the ways that we can support our community is through through mentoring, through proven uh, kind of Christ-centered, spirit-led programs like Kids Hope USA. So Karen, any any closing closing thoughts for our listeners before before we sign off? Yeah. Just again, a big thank you. And really consider it. It's one hour a week. Each of us, I think, can can find an hour a week. And I can assure you right now, there is a child who wants to spend an hour a week with you. And you will be amazed at how much richer your life is after you spend an hour a week with this child. It's going to be fun. It might be a challenge. But I just encourage you to to open your hearts and open your minds and open your life to the possibility of, of leaning into this idea of mentoring a young person in your community. So again, kidshopeusa.org if you want to find out more information about us. If you go to a Kids Hope USA church, ask around and find out where you can get involved. Karen, thank you so much. I heard years ago somebody say, you never know when you'll be the answer to somebody else's prayer. And yep. it's very possible that there's a there's a parent who feels overwhelmed and they're they're praying for somebody to come alongside of them or a teacher or a principal who's overwhelmed and they're they're praying for a batch of people to come alongside of them and I just want to encourage anybody who's listening who might just feel stuck in their life to be able to say I feel like I'm supposed to be making a, a contribution I don't know what it looks like I maybe I'm a little bit concerned if I have a skill set that contribute and I I hear you saying that. If you have the mobility to get to a school and you have a heart to be present and available and you have an hour to give, that's, that's a bar that you could, that you can reach. Absolutely. Yep. An hour to give a heart to build a relationship and a neighborhood school. That's what it takes. Great. Karen, thanks so much for your time today. And for those of you who are listening, please prayerfully consider whether or not mentoring might be a part of what this next chapter of your kingdom journey looks like. Thanks so much for joining us and we look forward to catching you next time. Thanks for listening to Hope Through the Hard Stuff. If you liked what you heard, please remember to subscribe to it, rate and review it, and then share it with others. Winning at Home offers hope through counseling and coaching, motivational speaking, community events, and other media resources. If you believe in what we do and want to support us in our mission, consider making a donation at winningathome.com.